On today's episode of the School of Podcasting, I asked you, hey, some people aren't putting their show on Amazon or really all of the directories, and that somewhat confuses me. And so I was asking, is there some sort of strategy that I'm missing here? And I have your answers today, and it turns out many of you are like me, but there are some interesting insights that we're going to talk about. And also, Spotify did this meeting, this presentation for their investors, and there's some things that they said that I want to make sure you have what I feel is the whole story, or as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. Now, once your podcast is big, you can do with it whatever you want. If you want to monetize, I can help you with that as well. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. You can use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up at schoolofpodcasting.com. And just a quick health update, I finally am COVID-free. I tested uh, negative about four days ago and uh, did a couple other retests, and I'm definitely COVID-free. I do not recommend it. I uh, found the whole experience very frustrating. Uh, First couple days, I felt like I was hit by a truck, and then it was just like a bad cold. And really, for about the past five days, I felt fine, but just kept testing positive. So not a lot of fun, and I am back and ready to roll. I did mention the question of the month, and we'll be talking about directories today. But I did, now normally, normally, I don't do the whole industry news stuff until it pertains to you, because I don't care that Cindy, whatever, uh, Cindy Lou, who moved from uh, whatever, uh, insert big company here to this one. She was the vice president of blah, blah, blah. But now she joins so-and-so who's like, who cares? What does that have to do with me growing my audience? But Spotify came out with some stuff today and There are some things, I I noticed this, and part of me wants to go, well, that's just marketing, but I don't know. When I think of marketing, I think of finding the best way to explain what my product does to engage my potential customer. I don't think it entails kind of bending the truth or maybe not, it just, so let's get to some of these Spotify clips because they're just like, what? Think about it. Podcasting has been around for almost two decades, and it's remained largely unchanged, mainly because of the limitations of RSS. We've been able to replace RSS for on-platform distribution, which means that podcasts created on our platform are no longer held back by this outdated technology. Rule number one of public speaking, know your audience, but let's let her continue. This has opened up a new world of opportunity to add features and formats to the podcast listening experience that have never been possible before. And always be very careful using the word never. So Spotify is now not only differentiated by our catalog of content, 
but also by delivering a truly superior product for podcast listeners and creators. I just want to go, what PR firm are these people going to? Because Mark Cuban came out for his fireside thing and basically said, hey, all you guys have been podcasting for 20 years. You haven't done anything. Like, what are you, a bunch of slackers? Now, he didn't say that, but that's how it comes across. Same thing here. Podcasting hasn't really innovated in 20 years. Granted, it hasn't innovated maybe as much as we would like, but to say, nah, and we're doing things that never have been done. And what they said later on is with an anchor show that's listened to in Spotify, the new never been done before technology that they brought to podcasting was uh, polls. Yep. Wow. Let's let some other, here's some other things that they said. We've heard from many creators that Q&A and polls have been crucial in helping them develop engaged audiences that keep coming back for more. And here's another good one. One of our favorite things about podcasting is the unique connection it enables between creators and listeners. It's intimate. Host voices are directly in listeners' ears. But until now, podcasting has been a one-way street. Yep, never available. By the way, keep in mind, later I'll be playing your answers to the question of the month. Let's continue. Creators publish shows and their audiences listen. Traditionally, RSS has been limited to anonymized, aggregated analytics, and even those are limited to what can be determined from IP addresses. And even with these so-called limitations, podcast advertising outperforms every other form of advertising out there. I don't get why we keep harping on that. Because of these limitations, fans have never had a good way to reach their favorite creators directly. Yep, no podcastvoicemail.com, no email, no pod inbox, no speak pipe, no telby. All we had was smoke signals. But now we're changing that. And sometimes it wasn't what they said, it was what they didn't say. And in addition to this, we made big acquisitions, starting with Anchor and Gimlet, but then followed by others, including The Ringer and Parcast. I just find it really weird that the number one podcast, Joe Rogan, is on your platform and yet you're not going to drop his name. I find that just really, really weird. We've invested to bring some of the world's most popular talent and most iconic franchises exclusively to our platform. And we have continued to differentiate ourselves through our own programming. And it's interesting that a lot of those exclusive contracts, people like Amy Schumer, uh, former President Obama, his production company isn't going to renew with Spotify. Brene Brown has paused her exclusive podcast. Uh, last podcast on the left is no longer going to be exclusive. So, again, not that I expect them at an investor meeting to go, hey, guess what? All those people that we spent a lot of money, they gave uh, Amy Schumer a million dollars. Yeah, that didn't work. There are rumors that she didn't get enough downloads to fulfill the advertising. Not really sure. But again, just realize this is an investor meeting where they're going to go rah, rah, rah. Look at how great we are because you don't want to tell investors, hey, look at how much money we lost because, oh, by the way, they lost money. Yeah, they they made like 200 and some million dollars in uh, the year or whatever. And uh, in the end, yeah, they're uh, they're losing money. To put this in perspective... When Anchor joined Spotify in 2019, there were fewer than 500,000 podcasts on the platform. And that has nothing to do with the fact that people saw you as a music platform. Oh, and the actual podcast experience on your app is pretty horrible. Today, there are over 4 million 
and Anchor powers more than 75% of them. And those millions of shows being published to Spotify from Anchor are often being made by first-time creators. As those creators make their content, they share it with their friends and family off-platform. How do you share it off-platform if you don't have an RSS feed? Ooh, now that's a good question. And the results? On average, every new Anchor show brings 2.5 additional MAU to Spotify. And I tried to look up what MOU or SE, whatever it is, it basically means a user to Spotify. And I was listening to the podcasting 2.0 show, and these are the people. It's Adam Curry, you know, one of the guys that helped invent podcasting, and Dave Jones, who is this coding guru god pod sage who have put together podcastindex.org, and they had some great insights because they have 4 million podcasts in podcastindex.org. So Dave gets to look at all the anchor shows and he gave some insights into what he found. You can, you can go through uh, the anchor list of feeds. I mean, it takes 30 seconds to find 10 feeds that are complete, absolute garbage. Mm -hmm. So one of them I found uh, the other day, it was just looked like somebody had just uh, like uh, pounded on their QWERTY keyboard for a second to make the title. And then uh, the episode was one second long. It yeah. was only a single episode, and it was right. one second long. That was a live podcast in Anchor, and you could listen to it in Spotify, all one second of it. So some of what they said about Anchor made made some things I didn't understand make sense. And the thing that makes sense to me now is that Anchor, as a pl podcast platform, exists... Only to increase Spotify's MAU number. Uh, for, uh, they, for Wall Street to report. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I found two podcasts that were each have one episode. Each were roughly five to eight minutes long. Uh, and it was just one guy reading a few minutes of a book. Mm -hmm. That's all it was. And it was the same guy. I, you could tell I mean, it was exact voice, exact cadence. Everything was identical, same style. Two different accounts, two different feeds, completely named different things. And he was just reading pieces of a, of, a, of a book. And I could go on on this. So I realized for years I've been going, why would Spotify continue with Anchor when it's losing the money? There's no way around that. And the answer is it's not losing the money because every time somebody signs up to fart into their phone and start a podcast and then quit, that A is another user that they can say, look at how many people are using our platform. And then B, if that brings on two and a half other people to listen to that podcast, that then they can take to Wall Street and say, look at how Spotify is growing. Look at all the people that are here to listen to our content. So it's just something we need to, again, get multiple sides of that conversation. We heard Spotify's version and the rest of us are all going, hey, don't forget this either. Now, when we come back from a very quick break, we're going to get somebody who's using Anchor and she's going to explain some things because we're going to be talking about podcast directories. And for the record, by all means, put your show in Spotify. It should be in Spotify. It is the number two directory from what at least Lipson says and other uh, hosting companies say. It is a very popular app. I'm not here 
to poo-poo on Spotify. I'm just here to say, easy now with some of that there uh, propaganda stuff that you are doing. And so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to do the question of the month, which is about directories. And then I'm going to give you the names of all the directories that I know of and how long it takes you to get listed. As a podcast support person and as someone who frequents Facebook groups on podcasting, the number one question I see over and over and over is how do I grow my audience? And I work for Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Use the coupon code SOP free to get a free month. And I go in and here's somebody who's saying, how do I grow my audience? And I go in and they're not listed in all the different directories. And I send them a little tutorial that shows them how to do that. In Facebook, I've seen people that have said, hey, I've listed my show in Spotify and that's it. And I've seen people say, well, I'm listed in Apple and Spotify and that's it. And I kind of maybe almost get the idea with that because Spotify could be Android and then Apple could be, well, iOS. And Google Podcast, by the way, is around number three-ish. And I'm always confused because the one I never hear about is Amazon. And I'm here to tell you in June of 2022, if you Google the name of your podcast, I would almost bet the farm that the very first ad you see at the top of Google is from Amazon saying, click here to listen to the School of Podcasting. Now, when you do that, it's going to take you to Amazon's website and they're going to ask you to sign up for Amazon Music. That's why they are doing that. But nonetheless, it's still Amazon. I mean, it's Amazon. There's iHeart. Well, we'll get to that at the end, but let's get to your answers to, hey, why am I not in all the different directories or are you? Hi, Dave. This is Karen Velez, host of the Just Grow Something podcast. I help people get the best harvest from their gardening space that they can, whether they're an experienced gardener or a beginner growing on an acre lot in the country or on a windowsill downtown. You can find me at JustGrowSomethingPodcast.com. To answer your May question, is my podcast listed with all the major listening platforms? And if not, why not? The answer is, I thought it was. I launched my podcast at the beginning of 2021, and it is hosted by Anchor. Yes, because it's free. And yes, I've just watched your YouTube video on why you shouldn't use free media hosts. That aside, one of the perks that Anchor touts is that they will submit your podcast to the listening platforms for you. Well, as a beginner, this seemed great. I had no idea how easy it was to do that myself, and you don't know what you don't know. Now, I do remember way back then using the Amazon device in my kitchen to see if I could listen to my podcast there. At the time, it was no dice. It couldn't be found. I assumed it was because the podcast was brand new and I just left it at that. I never went back to check that it was actually listed on Amazon. I assumed this whole time that it was. So when you asked this question... I remembered that little incident in the kitchen and jumped on Amazon Music to see if my podcast was there. And wouldn't you know it? No, it was not listed. 30 seconds later, literally, I had entered the info and the next day checked my status to be sure I was in the clear and the website said, yes, I indeed am now available on Amazon Music. So I went to my kitchen to check. Alexa, 
Play the Just Grow Something podcast. Playing Just Grow Something, a gardening podcast from Amazon Music. So the answer to your question, Dave, am I listed with all the major listening platforms is I wasn't, but I am now, thanks to you. I'm a new listener to your podcast, and I'm already gleaning great information, so thanks for doing what you do. Again, this is Karen Velez, host of the Just Grow Something podcast at justgrowsomethingpodcast.com and on all the major listening platforms now, including Amazon. Thank you, Karen. Notice she said it took all of 30 seconds, and I'll be explaining in a bit, if you are an Anchor user, some things that you may be missing out and some steps you might want to start taking now just to ensure you have 100% control of your show. Hi, this is Mark Vinette from the History of North America podcast, where I explore the wonderful and tragic stories of North America's inhabitants, heroes, villains, leaders, environment, and geography at markvinette.com. My show is listed on over 30 directories, including all the major ones. I'm always looking to expand my distribution network and never pass up the opportunity to add new directories. In most cases, listing is usually fast and easy, but beware. 10% of directories are not efficient and sometimes very frustrating. That is true, Mark, and I'll have some tips when we get into naming all the different directories on things you can do, especially to avoid spam, although there is no way to officially avoid all spam, but We'll get to that in just a second. Howdy, Dave. This is Steve with the Whiskey Chasers podcast, answering your question of the month about whether we're in all the directories. The answer is, I hope so. We're in all of the big ones that I know of, as well as a few other ones that I didn't know about, but some of my friends used. I don't see any benefit in not putting ourselves in one of the different directories, but like you, I'm I'm hoping that somebody here has some different opinions just so I can learn something from it. Our podcast is the Whiskey Chasers Podcast. We're a group of three guys that get together and drink whiskey and talk about it. We review the bottles, but we also go a little bit deeper and review the distillery and go into the history of that distillery and where the whiskey came from. We're at the whiskeychaserspod.com, whiskeychaserspod.com. And thank you, Dave, because this is the first time I've recorded a message, Only, be- even though I've been listening for a few months, only because we never had a website. Finally, you convinced me to get one, and we went to PodPage and, and made one real simple. So thank you for that. Have a good day. Thank you, Steve. And yeah, if you want to make a website for your podcast, go over to trypodpage.com. Hey, Dave. John Sertalic here from You Were Made for This a podcast about finding more joy in our relationships. To answer your question of the month, yes, I register my podcast with as many directories as possible. I use Libsyn as my podcast hosting service. You may have heard of them. And Libsyn does this automatically for many directories. The last I checked, I have listeners in 73 different countries around the world and some of them get my podcasts from some obscure directories I've never heard of. But Libsyn has, and they put my podcast on them. For example, I have a number of listeners in India who, as near as I can tell, are getting my podcast from a directory by the name of Ghana. Who would have thought? You can also find my You Were Made for This podcast on my website, johnsertalic.com. 
That's John with an H and Sertalic with a C-E-R-T-A-L-I-C, johnsertalic.com. Thanks for all you do, Dave. I sure do appreciate it. Thank you, John. Yeah, if you go to settings and then RSS feed settings in Libsyn, you can see where we recently added Boomplay, which is a directory in somewhere on Africa, the continent. I forget exactly. And I think it has, I want to say, 74 million people that use that app that are looking for audio content. We'll talk about more directories in just a bit. Hey, Dave and my fellow SOP listeners. I am Ronnie, host of the Dancing is Forbidden podcast, which is not a Footloose podcast. I am rewatching and talking about every episode of the adult animated series Aqua Teen Hunger Force. If you're a fan of that show, you could find me over at dancingisforbidden.com. And relating to our question of the month, you can also find me on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Uh, Basically, anywhere that I can try and add the podcast. And my podcasting host, Podbean, actually just emailed me either this week or the previous week saying that they've added several new options to add you to other apps with just one press of a button. For example, they got me onto Samsung's app, whatever that is. I'm on there now, I suppose. So yeah, I really just try and get myself everywhere. You know, why not? Everyone is on different things, so so may as well. Something I wish I wasn't on, I wish I was not on Spotify. I mean, uh, Dave's kind of gotten into it on the show, on the uh, walled garden, as he put it, that they are trying to build. I'm not a fan of that, and I don't like being a part of that. But unfortunately, most of my listeners are, are from Spotify, so it'd be a, a bit of a mistake to not be on there, especially for a newer show like mine. I just, you know, I, I don't feel like I have the clout to just leave there. So it is what it is. Something I would like to talk about, though, is is getting your podcast on YouTube, because I see it brought up a lot uh, on Reddit and uh, in other podcasting groups. Not to bother, but most podcasting apps can put your podcast on YouTube for you automatically, so there's really no effort on your part. And for my specific case, since I am doing a podcast on a TV show, a TV show that ran for 15 years that went off the air in 2015, and it is starting to kind of come back now. They just put out some shorts, and there is a new film coming out. People still love that show. They're still looking for things about it on YouTube, and I have gotten listeners on my podcast from YouTube just from an automated process that Podbean was doing for me, putting my episodes on YouTube. Now, because of that, I am now uh, uploading my episodes myself. I'm trying to add a video component to it as I go along here. I'm not investing too much time, but I feel like it's worth it. And of course, I I assume most people don't go to YouTube to find podcasts, but there are people who listen to podcasts who are on YouTube who can find your podcast through there. So depending on what your podcast is, you know, if you're a variety show, you might have to cut up clips or something. But I would really suggest trying to get your podcast on YouTube in a way that really doesn't add any more work to you because you can find listeners on there. And in my case, I've definitely gotten patrons from YouTube, which I did not expect and on top of that, I've definitely met people who, when I tell them about my podcast in Aqua Teen Hunger Force fan groups, they're like, oh, cool, is your podcast on YouTube? So yes, not, and now it is for those people specifically, but also YouTube does help you find new listeners sometimes. You know, obviously it's not a one-to-one ratio of people clicking on your video, but you can find some listeners there. So hopefully I could get somebody moving in that direction to get their podcast on YouTube. Because like I said, I've literally gotten patrons on my Patreon from YouTube. So it's definitely worth a shot. Thank you so much, Dave. I I really love your show. I've been listening for about seven months now. 
And for the previous six months, I'd tell myself, oh, that's a great question of the month. I'm going to answer it. And I would keep forgetting. I would keep forgetting or, you know, because I, I listen at work. I, and when I'm not home, I can't respond to it at work. And then I get home and other things start happening. I always forget. So I guess that's another lesson for me and for my fellow listeners that a lot of times listeners want to do something for the podcast, but people listen to podcasts typically in situations where they can't do anything else but listen. So glad I could finally get on this month's question of the month. So again, if you're a fan of the television show Aqua Teen Hunger Force, or you just want a 2000s nostalgia podcast, you can find me over at dancingisforbidden.com. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Ronnie. And it's so funny because the minute you said it's Dancing is Forbidden, I was like, oh, it's a foot. Oh, no, it's not. Okay. So thanks so much. Let's keep the uh, brainstorming going here. Hey, Dave, this is Brian with the Relaxed Mail Podcast. And I'm in the same boat that you are. I don't really understand why so many people don't list their show in as many of the different directories out there as they possibly can. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and a lot of the other ones that are out there. But one that a lot of people don't seem to know about that you can also put yourself on is one that's over at the site, aural.one, and that's A-U. R-E-A-L dot O-N-E. And that one's based on the high blockchain. I find it to be really neat because it's a, because it's a high blockchain uh, on blockchain type of uh, crypto uh, coin called Hive, you can actually uh, make a little bit of money. I mean, you're not going to make a million bucks off of it, but you make a little bit of money. It's kind of a value for value deal. So everybody who votes up on your, on your podcast actually gets a, uh, you actually get a little bit of uh, of hive currency for it. So there's that one. I think it's really neat. Not to mention, it's decentralized, so no one can actually uh, take it off if you decide that uh, you say something that is slightly offensive to that current culture's line of thinking. So that's a, a, an added bonus. But anyhow, uh, my show is the relaxed male. I help men to get rid of the nice guy in their life so they can actually start living life on their terms. You can find my show over at relaxedmail.com forward slash podcast dot dash show. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. That's why I love my audience because somebody's going to go, did you know about this one? I'm going to go, I've never heard of that. Let's go over to Kim. Hi, Dave. This is Kim Newlove from the Pharmacist Voice podcast. Yes, I am listed in Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon, and most of that is because you told me to, because I am one of your students from the School of Podcasting. Again, my name is Kim Newlove, and I'm the host of the Pharmacist Voice podcast. I'm a pharmacist by training, but I made a career transition to voice actor and podcast host. Among other things, I narrate audiobooks for women pharmacist authors, provide medical narration to clients in the pharmaceutical and biotech industries, and narrate content for explainer videos and e-learning projects. I was inspired by my nonverbal teenaged son with autism to combine my background as a pharmacist with my speaking voice and launch my business, The Pharmacist Voice, in 2017. My son Craig helped me realize the power of having a voice and using it. My solo podcast episodes are about some aspect of being a pharmacist, a voice actor, a pharmacist podcaster, or my career transition from pharmacist to voice actor and podcast host. 
My interview shows feature a variety of people who use their voices to advocate for something, educate in some way, or entertain so that you are inspired to use your voice too. My website is thepharmacistvoice.com. Thanks for everything you do for podcasters everywhere, Dave. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts on everybody's responses today. Thank you, Kim. We'll get to that in just a second. And last up, slightly belated, I think it was yesterday, happy birthday to Matt. Hi, Dave. It's Matt Rafferty, co-host of The Author Inside You. And you were asking about whether our show is on all the directories. It's on every directory that I know of through Lipson. I host through Lipson, and I listen to you and to Elsie and Rob, the co-hosts of the feed, Lipson's podcast. And they talk about new directories when they come out. So I sign up for them, figuring why not get the word out there? Why not have your podcast episodes available to as many people as possible? But I wanted to let you know about something else I've been doing recently. So after I upload my file to Lipson, Lipson creates a video on YouTube of my graphic and the audio. I've been downloading that file, that video file, and uploading it to Vimeo. I created a new Vimeo account just for my podcast, and I have been uploading episodes there. Now, I figured, why not put it on there? It may come up in a search engine result. Uh, somebody may just find it on Vimeo. You never know. And it's free. Now, they do limit how much space you have on Vimeo, unlike YouTube. But it's still a considerable amount that they'll give you for free. And there's really no disadvantage to it. And it really doesn't take that much time. So if you're thinking about writing a book, you got to check out my podcast. It's called The Author Inside You, and you can find it at theauthorinsideyou.com, and you can find it on every directory that I know of, and you can find it on Vimeo, too. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Have a great day. Thank you, Matt. Hope you had a great birthday, and it's just the only bummer to this whole thing is I'm using that you know outdated RSS feed, and there's just no way for me to get any kind of feedback from my audience. Clamor on, Dave. All right, so let's get into this, shall we? First things first, I got to say, as someone who works in tech support for a podcast company, the best person to ask, how do I get the most out of whoever you're hosting with today? We heard today from Buzzsprout people, Libsyn people. I think we heard a Podbean in there. Whoever you're hosting with, reach out to your media host support because they can look at your show from kind of behind the scenes. They can see what you're doing and probably more importantly, what you're not doing and say, oh, you need to list your show here, here, and here. And here's where Anchor is not going to be that much of a help because number one, according to Dave Jones from Podcasting 2.0, Anchor isn't even giving you an RSS feed. Now, when I go in, but my Anchor show is very old, I see an RSS feed, but I've heard a few people say, you now have to request for one. And this is what Ronnie was talking about with the walled garden Spotify. And I hate to just like keep bashing Spotify, but it's a different model and it's not a model that I particularly agree in. And I'm just here to educate you. So you know what you're getting into. So Spotify wants to be YouTube. If you think about it, when you watch YouTube, you not you don't watch it on another app. Like, Oh, I'm watching YouTube on blah, blah, blah app. No, you're watching YouTube on some sort of YouTube app. It's centralized and Spotify wants to be the audio version 
of YouTube. Now, for the record, Matt mentioned there's Vimeo. Like, YouTube isn't the only place you can watch video. And so you're never going to have a monopoly on any kind of format. But let's we'll talk about YouTube here in a second. It is something that if you're going to be doing video, it's free and it doesn't take much time to upload it there. And that's really the whole point of the directories. They're free. And in many cases, I know Captivate, Buzzsprout, Libsyn, uh, Blueberry, even if you're using PowerPress, Podbean, I'm a little... I'm a little shaky. I have a Podbean account, and it's been so long, I don't remember how easy they make it. I do know Podbean's websites. Just Can we take a tangent for just like 15 seconds? Podbean websites, although I do know they came out with some new pro version, but just your standard Podbean website, they want you, they make it easy to subscribe to your show in the Podbean app, which, okay, thanks, but like, no thanks. You actually have to, know how to kind of make your own buttons and stuff to put links to Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. And those are the four that I recommend you have on your website. Now, right now, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, it's a train wreck. It really is. There's a thing where if you give people too many options, it confuses them. And the kind of catchphrase for this is paralysis by analysis, because I've got buttons up there. I've got donate buttons that it's just a mess and I really need to fix that. So what I should do, and I think my original intent was I had big buttons for Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon, and then smaller buttons for things like Overcast, which is a really popular app on iOS and, and a bunch of other ones. But it, it was a little, you get there and you just kind of like, like what button do I click on? And so the other thing I thought I would mention here before we get into just listing directories is YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel with actual videos and I've had people join the school of podcasting and then say something that always kind of makes me scratch my head. And that is, Oh, you do audio stuff too. And I'm like, uh, yeah, for 17 years, I've been putting out audio every Monday. And so YouTube's audience is completely different than podcasts. And yes, there are people that will listen to a podcast on YouTube. And I'm not going to dust off the curmudgeon argument of like, YouTube is not a real podcast. Okay. Yeah. Who cares? It's content. And they're going to listen to that. What I don't recommend though, is if you go to my YouTube channel, you will see me and I have these little tips and I have a thing on the the new vocaster there. And I, and uh, I think it was Karen mentioned my one about why you shouldn't use a a free media host. I'll have links to these out in the show notes. So I actually have a YouTube channel with videos. I would not mix an audio file with a static image in that channel. I would make a second YouTube channel, which is easy to do and post those there. That way they'll still get found in any kind of algorithm and things like that. But I don't want those people that have subscribed and they hit the bell and they did all the, you know, they liked that whole nine yards I don't think that audience is looking for a static image video. So I keep my real videos that are, you know, video in one channel. And then I put my static image over audio stuff on a separate channel. That way, the people that like that kind of stuff and want to put their phone in their pocket and listen to a podcast on YouTube can 
enjoy that. And the people that want to watch me on a channel can do that as well. That would be my particular advice when it comes to YouTube. And yes, there are many different tools that enable you to do that and different media hosts. And I know my buddy Hanny Mora has repurpose.io. I'll have a link to that out in the show notes. So there are ways to get it on YouTube. If you're like, look, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want you to do all that stuff. You can actually have this done. And again, check with your media host and see if they do this and work with their support team because they know how to set up your media host, whoever that is, to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when you get ready to do this, here's some things you want to have ready. Your artwork. Now, this should meet Apple specs, which means it's going to be somewhere between 1,400 by 1,400 pixels all the way up to 3,000 by 3,000 pixels. And the file size, and this is very important, should be 500 kilobytes or less. There is a great tool called Squoosh, and I'll put a link to that out in the show notes, that can compress your file in the event you make it, and it's, I don't know, 15 megabytes, and it's supposed to be 500 kilobytes. That is something that's going to come in handy. You will probably need your bio and things of this nature. I always have your bio, your name, your email address, your description. You're probably going to need that. Now, in the past, back in the day, you used to have to type all this stuff in. A lot of different apps now, you just put in your RSS feed and that's it because most of that stuff is in your feed. So one thing you might want to check out I use it all the time, is Text Expander. This works on a Mac or PC. And what I love about it is you basically say, hey, when I type this combination of letters, so for me, if I type hashtag bio, it will type out my bio. Uh, I use it all the time in tech support. If somebody goes, hey, Dave, what's the best microphone under 100 bucks? I just type in hashtag Q2U. And it's like, oh, the best microphone I feel for under $100 is the Samsung Q2U, and it has a link. It can really save you a lot of time if you're typing the same things over and over and over. So this is an example where it can really come in handy. Now, do I need Text Expander to do this? No, you could have it in Microsoft Word and just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. But I'm just here to tell you, Text Expander is a great tool. So I mentioned this earlier, the top four directories based on the different media hosts that I hear that reveal these kind of stats are Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Now, uh, three of those, four of those, really, all of those have additional stats. This is why you don't want your editor, you don't want anchor, you don't want your producer, you want you to submit your show to these places because in Spotify, It'll show you how many followers you have. It will show you how far people listen. It will also, Spotify will give you demographic data. So it'll show you a breakdown of, of sex and age. It'll also, for some reason, a lot of people that listen to the show like Ed Sheeran. And I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, Apple gives you number of uh, subscribers, or I guess they're followers now. All sorts of additional stats in that Google Podcasts will show you what people are searching for, like what they typed into search to find your show. I really wish more people listened to this show on Google Podcasts. For me, it's a very small percentage. And Amazon slash Audible right now has a portal that you can go over and claim your feed 
but there are no stats, but stats are coming. And that's the thing where typically I recommend that you submit your show using your media host because A, some of them make it literally like two clicks done. There are some sites right now, Apple Podcasts, you have to go to their site. Stitcher, you have to go to their site. Google Podcasts, you have to go to their site. I shouldn't say you have to because there are these companies like Anchor uh, that in the past used to submit your show, please put up quotation marks, for you. They're going to submit the show for you. And then they kind of go, oh, shouldn't we tell them that they're they're not going to have those additional stats? Nah, they'll figure it out later and they can get mad at their podcast consultant. Uh, so keep that in mind. You want to submit your show to these directories. Now, if you want to have your editor or whoever your favorite guru is walk you through this, I've done this a ton, but I do not do it for you. I walk you through how to do it so that you maintain ownership. And now if you're like, but yeah, Dave, if I submit it through whoever, uh, Libsyn or Buzzsprout or Captivate, don't, don't those companies now own my stuff? No, let's take Libs, or, uh, Libsyn and, and Spotify. You can submit it through Spotify, but to get the extra s- stats, you have to claim the feed. And that's fine because you go in and you go into, let's say it's Captivate. They say you have to put this kind of code in or something like that, or they'll send you an email. There are ways that you prove I am the owner of the show. And that's not quite as easy to do with Anchor because it, it just isn't. I could go into a whole thing, but I don't want people to go, oh my God, Dave's hating Anchor again. But there are reasons for that. So anyway, here are some other directories now of links to these out in the show notes. You can find those at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 831. And so the first one, ACAST, this is another media host, but they also have their very own app. And as I read this, I need to make sure they still have their app because I know they were shutting down something. But another one is Odyssey. This was previously owned by radio.com, which was owned by CBS. And every time you listen to any kind of radio station, you'll probably hear those say, if they're not promoting iHeart, they're producing, producing, they're promoting Odyssey. So that's when you want to be on. Uh, Blueberry is not a, they're a media host, but they also have a podcast directory. So it's a good place to get your show over there. Bullhorn thinks outside the box and allows people to listen to your podcast via a phone number. All right. Again, if it takes me 10 seconds, you never know. CastBox will add your show uh, when your show is added to Apple. So you don't really have to do anything to be on CastBox. Same thing with Overcast. When you're in Overcast, you're in, or I'm sorry, when you're in Apple Podcasts, you're already in Overcast. Deezer is a very popular app in Europe. So think of it for the Americans. This is like Pandora for Europe. Uh, Digital Podcast, it takes two seconds to submit your show, so why not? I believe it's pronounced FID, is an independent podcast search engine based out of Germany. Ghana, we've heard people talk about this. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but just in case, there are a lot of people in India and they speak English. And I remember when Ghana first came on as a destination in Libsyn, I was like, who's going to listen to my show in India? And the answer is, yeah, a couple hundred people every month listen to this show on Ghana. iHeartRadio, you know, they're number one in podcasting, or so they say, speaking of uh People that might stretch the truth a bit. 
any iHeart station is always promoting their app all the time. So you might get a little love that way. iVoox is I-V-O-O-X. It's the top Spanish-speaking directory. So if you are doing your show in Espanol, do that. GeoSavin is a large, another large directory. I think it's the number two one in India and Asia. Pandora is a popular music service in the USA. And I'll have links to where you can click and submit your show. But I'm here to tell you, Pandora, holy cow, they need to come up with something because it takes forever to get approved. But again, it takes you 10 seconds to go in and fill out the form. And once it's done, it's done. Uh, Pocket Cast is a very popular app. Uh, Samsung Podcast, this service, I believe right now, is still only available in the U.S., and it's restricted to selected Samsung phones. However, think of all the Samsung phones out there, especially every time you turn on a TV, there's another commercial for one. A Stitcher, I believe, is still a top 10 app. Back in the day, it was probably a top five, and over the years, it's been sold and resold and sold and sold, but it's still, again, worth uh, submitting your show to. And then TuneIn is a directory that's been around for years. It used to be the default place to get your show in the the woman in the tube from Amazon. You know, the one I don't, Lexi, you know her? Yeah, that used to be the way to get your show there. And now the way to get your show in Lexi is to put it in Amazon Music. And uh, we'll have links to all those out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 832. And I just forgot to mention the one, the new one from Libsyn, it's uh, Boomplay. So that's another one I will have to look and find the manual way to do that because I just submit it via Libsyn. But usually in most cases, yes, there's always going to be some media host that gets there first and they make it super easy. But if they're letting somebody in, there's probably another way to list your show in that directory. But here's the thing. We want people who want to listen to audio. And every single one of those apps has people who like to listen to audio. Now, in the same way, if you remember phone books, and I realize that if you're like 30 or under, you're like, What's a phone book? It was basically a big directory of everybody who lived in your city. And then there were these things called the yellow pages where you could advertise there. But in the same way that being in the phone book does not make you famous, it makes it easier to find you. Being in these apps is not going to instantly give you 10,000 downloads. But what it's going to do is when somebody goes, oh, I want to look up a show about fitness for people over 50. They type that in and lo and behold, there's some show probably, you know, of fat 50 and frisky or something. I don't know. There's some podcast like that out there for them. They're like, Oh, let's give that one a shot and see if it's any good. It makes it easier for you to be found. Remember that the number one way though, that people find podcasts is not apps. It's word of mouth. So now when I say that, please don't go, well, then I'm not even going to list my show in directories. No, list your show in directories because that way when somebody says, hey, I just heard this great show. It's called the School of Podcasting. You should check it out. When they pull up their phone and they pull up their app, 
of choice, whatever that is, when you're there, hopefully they will find you. The best thing you want people to do is send them to your website. So in my case, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. That way they don't have to find you. Because realize when you put the word the and podcast in your name, you're now ranking against every show that has the word the and podcast in it. And many search engines, especially Apple and Spotify, their search is not great. I have a show called, I believe I have a couple. One is called the podcast. So there's that word again, review show where I review your show. And it's a hard show to find. You actually have to search for either Dave Jackson or Eric K. Johnson, who's my co-host on that. The best thing to do is hopefully send people to your website where they can see those links, click on them with their phone and subscribe. And once they're subscribed, that's the good news, because now you've just made it very easy for them to do a couple things. Number one, when you're subscribed, they'll see all the episodes in their feed or at least as many as that app will uh, show. And this is where you can kind of freak out because somebody will subscribe and they'll be like, oh, I like that episode and that one and that one and and this one and that one and this one and that one. And all of a sudden you just got 10 downloads, like in like less than a minute, you got 10 downloads. And if they then tell a friend and they're like, oh, I just found this show, go to this website, click on it. And that person goes, oh, wow, cool. And they download another episode and another episode and another episode and another one. There's another five downloads and then they tell a friend it's, it's, it's a slow process. There is no 10,000 download switch, but when you make it easy to find you, make it easy to subscribe to your show or follow or whatever your app is calling it, you just want to eliminate all the hurdles to get your content into the ears of your audience. And I had some feedback this week on another show of mine, and they gave me some really good feedback. And one of them is, Dave, you repeat yourself a lot. And you know what? I do, because there are some things that are worth repeating. And the one I'm going to repeat right now is once you've made it easy to find your show and follow slash subscribe to your show, hopefully you've done this already, but please get someone that you're not related to and someone you did not grow up with who should be your target audience to listen to your show and then ask them, how far did you listen? If you didn't listen all the way, where did you stop and why? And then ask them, what was your big takeaway? Because there's no sense making it easy to find your show and making it easy to share your show and everything else if what they're sharing is not going to really get them to tell a friend about the show because it's that good. And I know that's hard, but in the long run, it makes the most sense. So I will do my best not to repeat myself too often, but that one is something that I see over and over and over. People are like, I'm not getting any downloads. And in the same way, if you open up a restaurant and said, I'm not getting anybody to eat my food, wouldn't your first thing be like, Hey, Did you have anybody test your food before you opened up the doors? Well, no, I worked on it. It cooked in the back for 10 hours. Yeah, we we still need somebody to let you know if it's any good. So thanks so much to everybody who sent in their comments. Links at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 831. 
other little housekeeping bit. Notice for the record how I'm doing this at the end of the show where the awesome super listeners are like you. I want to say thanks to everyone who inquired and voiced their concern when I had COVID. I will say I feel fine. My energy is back, but I have a weird thing now where if I talk for a while, my throat gets kind of itchy. And as a podcaster, I find that somewhat annoying. The one thing I probably should have said earlier, but if you know of any other directories that I didn't mention today, be sure to let me know and I will add them to the list in the future. I've got some pretty, pretty cool, but don't do that. Can we, I'm, I'm going to leave this in here, but you don't want to say a pretty cool interview. No, it's a cool, it's a great interview. It's not, Hey, coming up, I got this kind of meh. Okay. Interview. That's not a good selling point. Don't do that but I do have some great interviews coming up as well as anything you would like to hear me talk about on the show. Everything you need is out at schoolofpodcasting.com. Want to sign up for the newsletter, schoolofpodcasting.com. Want to check out some past interviews or my gear guide or my affiliate sheet. It's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Oh, at the risk of repeating myself, I'm going to say this one as well, because it's important. If all you're promoting is Apple, find me on Apple, 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 Apple. Please remember that 70 plus percent of people in Europe listen on an Android phone. That's why you want to point them at your website and let them pick their favorite podcast app to listen to your show. One last thing, though. Spotify owns Megaphone which uses that old, outdated RSS feed thing. So why haven't they converted Megaphone to the awesome only be on Spotify plan? Just a thought. <laughs> <laughs>